You're listening to On the Same Page, a podcast from the Jefferson Madison Regional Library. All right, welcome listeners to a very special episode of the On the Same Page podcast brought to you by the Jefferson Madison Regional Library System. My name is EJ. I am one of the podcast co-hosts. I am flying solo today for a very special panel episode where we are going to give you all the gift of manga and anime knowledge. We have a great panel put together for you all today. Several library staff have come together to give you recommendations, tell you about why they love manga, and just all around share the love of this really incredible and up and coming genre. So without further ado, Here is two different panels put together, edited together into one episode for you all. I hope you all enjoy the next 30 minutes of Manga Love. Okay, so let's go right into it. And let's just start. Does anyone want to kick us off with the answer to the first question, which is what manga first introduced you to the genre and if you have a good story behind it as well i'm sure our listeners would love to hear that hi i'm acacia and i work at central circulation yeah so i actually have like a i guess you could say like stilted start with manga because back in middle school when my friends gave me a romance manga could not tell you the title i thought it was interesting never really bothered and then in high school i picked up dragon ball z mostly through the anime but then i found the manga and i kind of kept up with that but I didn't actually really heavily get into manga until the past five, six years or so. And that was through my introduction to Orange and Bungo Stray Dogs. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, only five or six years ago, your breadth of knowledge for only that long is pretty incredible. I will have to say. I read a lot. I read (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Which is great. Does anyone else want to talk about what got them started? Hi, my name is Nita. They, them. And I work at Central Library as a young adult uh, librarian. Yeah, so I it I have been uh, reading and watching like manga anime for very long time. So it's hazy, but I'm pretty sure my first uh, manga was Dragon Ball Z, uh, quickly followed by Dragon Ball, which is sort of the prequel one. Which was uh, honestly like Dragon Ball Z was go was on the TV and. My brother actually discovered the library was carrying it. And, you know, back then, the way TV shows worked, you saw whatever was on that week. And so if you were in the middle of a storyline, you had to wait till they got around to reruns and hope you didn't miss the beginning to figure out everything that happened before. And so, you know, we were like, oh, yeah, we can actually see the full storyline now in order. Um, And I'm sure we were watching anime like, before we encountered that, we just didn't know at the time that that was anime, you know, like Digimon and Pokemon and we, you know, all that just was like, it was just cartoons that were a little different from the other ones, but we didn't have that concept until like we started, you know, finding the manga and then manga started becoming kind of big again in like the early 2000s. Um, and in my middle school, high school, I had a group of friends where we would buy manga and trade it around to one another. We'd actually like sort of all sort of have a designated series we were buying 
and then sharing with one another, even into like college. Um, so I've been at this a long time. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a great introduction to everything, though. If you are already trading around with your friends pretty early, that's pretty great. So, Angie, what about you? Hi, my name is Angie, and I also work in central circulation. Well, my answer is not Dragon Ball Z like everyone else. My first manga series was Cardcaptor Sakura. Um, so I watched the anime, the Americanized version, the four kids version, Card Captors, um, when I was younger. And I sort of lived in my brain as a distant memory. And one day I was at my local library growing up and I noticed the manga section. And I noticed specifically the character of Kiro, who I recalled from the show. And I was like, oh my gosh, whoa, like I remember that show. I didn't realize that there were comics. And I also read the sequel series first. So there in the original Japanese publication, there are 12 volumes of it. But the way they split it up in American publication is they did six volumes of the original Cardcaptor Sakura. Then they released another six volumes, Cardcaptor Sakura, Master of the Cloud. And that was what I read first. And I sort of didn't realize it was the sequel series until I went back. And then I was like, oh, this plot line is the stuff from the show. So I think my brain didn't realize it was an adaptation. I think I just thought it was like, a written sequel to the cartoon. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I fell in love with that. Um, I read a lot of Magical Girl stuff after that. Also like Tokyo Mew Mew and Sailor Moon. I also was like a big Sailor Moon junkie growing up. Um, yeah, so I definitely went sort of on like the different side of action versus like Dragon Ball Z that never really captured my attention necessarily. Um, yeah, and I kind of like Nita also swapped manga like at like in middle school a lot of the time um so i was about 10 years old when i read card after sakura and then i just sort of have on again off again read manga ever since then for the last uh 15-ish years so and if i may just hop back in there um just to follow up with angie like I ended up reading all those same ones too like card captor sakura and and stuff we actually at the time, the library didn't have that much manga, so we actually went back and read every single manga the library had. Um, and it wasn't till like I was much older the library started getting so much that I don't think I could recreate that now. <laughs> it's too many, but at the time, like yeah, we went through. So I read manga of every single like subgenre and type. I, it didn't matter. I gotta jump in here because mine is actually. Uh different kind of story than you guys is because I guess I'm like the OG in this chat. Uh, so um, in my past uh, career, I used to substitute uh, high school. And when I substituted high school, I used to run an anime club. And with the uh, anime club, we actually, I had it so organized where we knew what was coming on the Cartoon Network. We had over 20 kids in this club. And I'm like, man, I can't wait for the next episode or whatever to come out. And one of the teens was like, won't you just read it? I'm like, what? You can read it? And he pulls out a copy of, get this, Gundam Wing. <laughs> and hands it to me. And I'm like, this is pretty good. Gundam Wing is different. <laughs> and then he, I was like, where did you get this? And he's like, I got it from the library. And I was like, all right. And so begins the long journey of reading everything at different branches that I could get my hands on. So hi, my name is Tasha Burkhead, and I am the supervising children's library at the Central Branch. 
That's awesome. I love how much everybody like went to the library and was like, oh, we need more of this. We should really grow the collection as we started our library careers. And now JMRL has a huge collection that even Nita can't read. I, I know. I mean, and manga was so expensive, mm. especially like as a, a kid. I mean, I guess it's expensive now, but it hasn't gone up like for the most part, like a crazy amount. And so like it wasn't until I was like in high school with a summer job that I could even afford all of to to have a manga collection. <laughs> And well, speaking of someone who helps build the manga collection, let's hear from oh, Maddie. Hi, my name is Maddie. I work at Technical Services. Um, so I got started with anime in late elementary school. So, I, you know, I had a friend who was into it, so I watched it too. And it was definitely Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, G Gundam. I don't know if y'all remember that version. <laughs> I don't know if it was very highly respected um, of the Gundam series. Anyway, so I started with anime for sure. And then in um, about like middle school, I would just go to Barnes and Noble and just look at manga and be like, this looks interesting. So I really got some random polls at that time. I was reading like Full Metal Panic. I don't know if you all have heard of that one. It's not Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Panic. And then Samurai Deeper Kyo. I was trying to think back of some of the weird, um, not weird, but the random series that I read just from picking them off off the shelves. And then I went a big long time where I didn't really read anime or didn't watch anime or read manga. And now I'm getting back into it in my 30s. So that's my short story. So I am Eric. I work for uh, the reference department at the Central Branch Library. So I feel like a, a lot of people uh, that I have spoken with about manga, they've kind of gotten into, into the genre by just kind of popular culture. I feel like I did a little bit, like a little bit different. Like I was getting into, or I was interested in like traditional culture. I was learning Japanese and all that stuff. And then I got introduced to manga. I feel like it's often the opposite. Like people are introduced to manga and then they're like, Hey, I kind of want to like, because of manga and anime, I kind of want to start like experiencing like Japanese comic books. So I was introduced to Barefoot Gen as my first manga, which is of course an incredibly depressing read, but it was the one that I was first introduced to because it is like a big classic. Um, and for people who may not know, Barefoot Gen is about the atomic bombing of Hiroshima. And it's about this boy, Gen, who like lives through the, the bombing and like has to deal with all the consequences of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I say that is quite the introduction to the genre. If that was the first thing you jumped into. Well, yeah. that's great. Awesome. Okay. Hi, Kayla. I'm Kayla Payne. I am the collections and technology manager for, for JMRL and I work out of the central library. And the, my first introduction into manga was fruits basket. I took a young adult literature class during my MLS program and it was over the summer and it was condensed. Normally you have like 12 weeks to read 16 books. I had four weeks to read 16 books, um, each on a different topic and manga was one of them. And they gave some suggested titles and I read the first of Fruits Basket and just kind of finished the whole series. And um, ha I wouldn't say haven't stopped reading it since, but you know, I've been reading here and there. I'm not an expert by any means, but really enjoyed the, the 
the ones I have read so far. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys for sharing so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks for sharing about how you got introduced to the genre. And so now we're going to kind of do like the whole opposite of that, which is after you spend so much time of your lives reading it, what are you finding is your favorite manga to pick up maybe over and over again? And I know this is going to be tough, it's going to be tough for you guys to answer. So it's totally fine if you have a list or a top three or something. But I think our listeners would really want to know what kind of experts like yourselves um, are reading and what you guys really enjoy to read. Tasha, how do you feel? You want to go ahead and start? Yeah, I can start this it. Um, so I would say it's more of the ones that if it's one that I've been reading and I've been I'm mad that somebody else put it on hold before I got could get to it would be um, Yana the Dawn. I've been following that series from Go and somebody else got it before me. So I'm kind of like with it. Uh, that And then also I like strong female characters. So that one is definitely that. Um, and I would say what else I'm reading right now is a lot of cat manga from somebody in this group. Uh, <laughs> gave me a lot of uh a man and his cat oh my gosh i'm invested (laughs) so invested and i do love um i would say believe it or not like old school like i can make two action ones that i love and i always recommend with believe it or not bleach the writing in it is really done well uh like there's a couple of quotes that i use just because it's really funny and it's really fast to read and also Yu Yu Hakusho, man, taking you back, but it still was really good. So those are a few that I would say. And oh, one more slice of life, fruits basket. It, it it's it's an oldie but goodie. So that's all I have to say for that. Okay, so Tasha, do you want to just explain to our listeners really quickly what a slice of life manga and anime would be like? A, maybe an example that they might be familiar with. Um, slice of life is usually things that happen in the real world. Sometimes they do like office work things, but that's where you're mostly going to see. That's what slice of life means. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for that. Yeah. Just because I know that's a buzz, kind of a buzzword in um, the manga anime community is that slice of life kind of subgenre. All right. I think we're going to jump to Nita to uh, talk about potentially talk about man and the man and his cat. We'll see. I think that might be where Tasha is getting some of those from. So uh, what do you think, Nita? I I am infamous for like if it is a manga with cats, I probably own it and have read it. Um at some point I'd seen like almost all the anime on Crunchyroll that involved a cat, uh, at least a few episodes of it. Um weirdly like while that is like a favorite subgenre, like as far as like a singular favorite title, that's such a hard question. Um, I have a very soft place in my heart for Inuyasha by uh, Rumiko Takahashi, uh, who's sort it's sort of like an older one, but um, it's so good. And I think part of like my my love for it is not just that it's it's hilarious. It's almost like a historical Japanese drama mixed with supernatural and folklore. But also, like, it's the first anime I ever got my family to watch, and it was complete accident. I discovered my mom worked at UVA, and I discovered UVA Library had the anime. So I begged her to, like, check it out for us, and me and my brother were just watching it. And, like, my parents gradually started to just sort of stand stand behind the couch and start watching it. And before I knew it, like, they were so invested 
they've seen the whole anime just madly in love with it it's just such a good it's also got like a romance element it's got a little bit of everything in it um but i also really really love like d gray man by katsura hoshino which i also got tasha into but it's it's a sort of a fantasy one but it's like got a darker note to it it's such a complex but like detailed world of exorcists fighting against like demons some of the people pulling the strings behind them also seem questionable and it's just it's just such an interesting like messy realistic world in the sense of like how people operate i want to cut in there and just say the the artwork in that is chef's kiss the artwork is just oh my gosh i just remember but I, I keep forgetting about it, and I don't know why, because it's my absolute hardcore favorite, though, of all time, is Pluto by uh, Naoki Urasawa. And Pluto is a retelling of an Astro Boy storyline. So if anybody remembers Astro Boy, it's like super old. It's just like a really kind of cute um, children's uh, manga about like this robot boy who... It has some dark moments because, like, the robot boy gets abandoned by his creator and then he gets a new sort of father and he's really smart and strong and all the things a robot is. And Pluto takes a storyline out of there. And, like, it is... So, Naoki Urasawa is known for being doing, like, thrillers and, like, very psychological things. And it really explores this, the line between, like, what is human and what is consciousness in a storyline that involves like both robots and humans being murdered by a mysterious entity. And it is heart-wrenching and beautiful and just not what you're expecting from an Astro Boy retelling, but also something that absolutely makes sense in that world. This is great. Right, any of you want to jump in? I can, I can jump it. in really briefly. Yeah. Let's go to Maddie. Mine will be really fast because my favorite is Demon Slayer. I'll say that. And by Koyo Haru Gotoge. Um, and I just really like it because the story is so engaging and so well-paced and the characters are all really interesting and um, likable. And so I would just say that one is my favorite. Awesome. That's great. Acacia, anything to add? I mean, Demon Slayer is top-notch manga as well. I read actually read the entirety of Demon Slayer in a whole weekend and it's like, what, 28 volumes? But I was going to say, I have a little like set list of whenever someone asks me what my favorite manga is. It's the set list. It occasionally, it'll, occasionally it'll change, but not usually. Um, but probably currently at the top of the list would be Blue Period by Subasa Yamaguchi. Um, and then we have Bungo Stray Dogs, which is Kafka Asagiri. And I just have massive brain rot with Bungo. I've been with Bungo, not quite the beginning, but very nearly the beginning of Bungo. And I've been following that. And I continue to follow it and the plot lines continue to stay engaging. And then one of my other favorites is Given by Natsuki Kizu. I've never actually ever once heard her name said aloud, interestingly enough. Um, and then we also have Orange, which is by Ichigo Takano, who is also just probably generally one of my favorite mangakas. Acacia, I want you to explain the premise of Bungo Stray Dogs because it's in, it's <laughs> I just as a quick preface, like I had, I was running at another branch, like a teen book club where people brought their own books. And I started getting a lot of classical lit coming out. Like they would bring in class. And I was like, yep. what is happening? And what was happening was Bungo Stray Dogs. So please expand. Yes. Yeah. So Bungo Stray Dogs is, I believe it's a shonen. So for like teen boy, um, 
It's a seinen, actually. Oh, it's a seinen. Wow, look at that. It's a seinen. You're going to have to explain what that is. Yes. Seinen is more for um, adult men versus shoujo, which is teen boy. Um, But it's a supernatural fantasy manga where just about every single character you encounter will be inspired by and named after classical authors from Japan, Russia, England, United States, even Canada. You know, we've got we've got the biggest hits. We've got Lovecraft, we've got Akutagawa, Atsushi Nakajima, we've um got Rimbaud, Fyodor Dostoevsky, Dazai, we've even got Louisa May Alcott. We've got all these huge classical authors in canon shoving this tiny little manga um and they're basically fighting each other using supernatural abilities to get the page. It's pretty wild, it's pretty great. And bungo means literature in Japanese. Yeah. Fun fact. (laughs) And all the characters have one quality, at least one quality that they get from the author. Nice. That's great. That was a great synopsis, Casey. Angie, do you want to add anything to your favorite? um, Yeah. um, So I definitely wrote down some of the same things that other people have said. I also wrote down a man and his cat, which is amazing. I think it's adorable. I think everyone would love it. I think it's heartwarming and incredible. Um, I also wrote down Blue Period. I love Blue Period. Um, as I mentioned before, Cardcaptor Sakura was my first, and it's still one of my very favorites. I still love it to death. Um, the other series I had written down that were favorites of mine is I love Skip and Loafer, which is a slice of life, um, high school coming of age story about a girl who is from the countryside who just moves to Tokyo in order to attend high school. And she's a little bit naive. She's very smart, but she's like not street smart. And she ends up befriending the popular boy in school. And you sort of learn that he has a little bit of this background he used to be a child actor and he doesn't necessarily have had a happy childhood um but it's very sweet the character writing in it is great the art is very simplistic but very sweet unfortunately we don't have it at the library i wish we did but it also recently got an anime which was very well received quick plug for we have purchase suggestion forms please use them but also you can come tell the relevant staff member directly yes um and then the other series i wrote down is Fire Punch, which is Tatsuki Fujimoto's other series other than Chainsaw Man. So Chainsaw Man is obviously very popular, but I actually prefer Fire Punch and it's significantly darker. It is about a post-apocalyptic world in which the main character through a series of terrible events is on fire all of the time. He is never not on fire. And so it ends up dealing with a lot of nihilistic themes. It deals with a lot of tragedy. It deals with a lot of existentialism. It deals with a lot of religious themes, philosophical themes, because there ends up being this cult that forms around him because they're all so amazed by his power, basically. Um, It's really, really good. It's pretty short. It's eight volumes. So, Eric, why don't you go ahead and let us know what's your favorite manga that you've read before? Um, probably my favorite manga is uh, is Your Name because, I don't know, that one just really, I really appreciated first the movie and then, like, and then I was, like, bumbling around in a bookstore and stumbled upon, like, the three volumes that made up the full story. Um, and so I just picked up picked those up and um, decided I was going to read them and really enjoyed it. 
Awesome. That's great. I love that you just kind of like fell into it and that's your favorite. That's awesome. That's a great story. Kayla, what about you? What's your favorite manga? I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, I've, when I've started a series, I've tried to complete it. So I've mostly been keeping them to shorter ones, although I have read all of Attack on Titan and I really, really enjoy that. Um, and I've been enjoying more cat themed manga. <laughs> too. Um, There have been some really sweet ones I've read recently. Yeah, totally. There is quite a slew of cat manga here at JMRL. So let's do this. After we talked about our favorite manga, you all talked about writers and artists um, and creators that you probably already enjoy. Let's just do, can we do one per person that is like a cannot miss author, writer, creator, artist of the manga genre. Angie's ready to go. We're going to start with Angie and then we'll just bounce around to see where we're at. Go ahead, Angie. So most people would actually think that I would say Clamp because I collect all of Clamp's works, but that's not who I'm going to mention here. If it's just one cannot miss, um, I am going to say Moto Hagio. She is actually from the year 24 group, which was a group that was formed in the 1970s that revolutionized shoujo manga. So before them, it was very much elementary it was very simple shoujo manga for context is manga written for young girls and so that made a lot of shoujo actually take on a lot more serious themes so her initial series that she wrote that like blew up was called the po clan which is about an immortal vampirella i think it's not called a vampire it's called like a vampirina or something like that she invented her own word that she thought sounded cool but it's essentially a vampire and someone who's immortal and a lot of her works are science fiction a lot of her works are coming of age she also talks a lot about social issues and she talks about gender dynamics and family dynamics and sort of just everything messy interesting and complicated in between um i think she's really great she's very prolific and also super popular in Japan, but only very recently have her works begun getting translated into English. And one of my favorite stories of her is called Iguana Girl, and it's located in that collection. And it is about a young girl who her mother, when she was born, thought she gave birth to an iguana. And so she rejects her child totally and completely. And this girl who's like a totally normal girl internalizes that she looks in the mirror and she sees an iguana and it's very sad. It's very heartbreaking, but it's also beautifully written. The story is incredible. The art is really incredible because it's this intricate 1970s shoujo style. That's just like beautiful, expressive faces, intricate backgrounds. So I absolutely think Moto Hagio is someone people should look out for and should put that book on hold if they're interested in it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Angie. Does anyone else want to plug some one particular person that they really love? I can go ahead okay, um, and go plug ahead. Ichigo yeah. Takano, who is the creator of Orange and Dream and Sun. Those are her two most popular series, but the library has both. And I think my favorite series by her are actually um, Become You, I think that's the title, and Orange as well. Um, And I just, in general, really deeply love the art style. And I, more than the art style, I love the topics that she includes in her manga, Um, especially because Orange touches a lot on regret and mental health problems, particularly when helping a friend 
through a family tragedy and then their own suicidal ideations and navigating these actions you take when you're younger and what you could have done to change this outcome that happened. And then Become You is actually a, it's a band kind of a manga and which along, that's a very popular sub genre as well. It's just musical themed manga, but Become You is about this kid who's trying to really find his own place in the world and see where he fits in. Um, And they're both very sweet, very darling mangas and i'd highly recommend them and anytime i see her name on the shelf i've got to pick the manga up and buy it no questions asked don't read any synopsis it's mine kind of a thing that's awesome tasha did you have something you wanted to add as well oh yeah um i didn't mention her earlier just because she's a old school author and she uh, just recently started writing again due to the health uh issues but uh i absolutely love 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 uh you watasi um, who did Fushugi Yugi and Alice the 19. And she's known for Bashonen characters, which are handsome men characters. But also, uh, she's one of the first that actually did short-haired girl characters. And um, she's been doing work since 1989. So uh, she's one to look out for. We do still have Alice 19th in the library. So definitely look up her i've read everything by her so uh not really um so like i said i feel like i kind of got into it in the opposite order that a lot of people do um and i'm still not really like super deep into it i'm pretty new to the genre and um haven't haven't really read a lot haven't picked up any like favorite artists or or authors of of really any of them, to be entirely honest. Um, I mostly just kind of pick up whatever looks good, whatever like kind of appeals to me on like a visual level, or if the story sounds like something that I feel like um, perusing, then that's usually what I pick out. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. We're big uh, book cover people here at the podcast. We talk a lot about how we just kind of read books based on the covers a lot of the time. So we're totally on board with that as well. (laughs) We thank you all listeners. And again, check those show notes uh, down below for any of the find it lists. And of course, the request to purchase form. If you find a manga that you love and can't find it at the library, we want to know that. And we want to make sure that this collection continues to grow. And thanks again to our panelists. And I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. And we're back. EJ here yet again. Just to say a final thank you to all of our panelists, a big thank you to Tasha, Acacia, Angie, Nita, Maddie, Kayla, and Eric. We want to thank you all for the time that you took to be a part of our podcast episode today. And listeners, please let us know how much you loved this episode and if you want more panels like this one. As you all know, this is part one. There is one other part that will be coming out very soon, so keep your eyes peeled for that. As always, feel free to email us at podcast at jmrl.org to get in touch, let us know what you like, what you didn't like, and let us know if there's a genre you would like us to deep dive for you. We look forward to seeing you all at our next episode. 
That's all for us today. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad to be on the same page. Thank you.